the comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. I'm Mac McCoy, and this is the Wednesday edition of The View from a Pew here on your local radio station. Also on about 17 podcast sites. Podcast Index, Spotify, uh, Pocket Cast, Amazon Music, Apple Music. We're just real blessed. Our, uh, our producer, Garth, just got us on all these websites so you can find it. And all you have to do is just go to your favorite website, that carries audio uh, on there. And, well, you can even do some on video because we're on YouTube also. But just ask for the the view from a pew, and uh, they'll tell you how to find it on your podcast um, player or platform. And if they don't have us, for heaven's sakes, let us know because we should be on most of them out there. And, again, the way to reach out to me is Mac, M-A-C, at theviewfromapew.com. We're talking about music, worship music, and how the church has grown through different musical styles since Jesus was on earth. One of the bottom lines about music, and particularly about uh, religious music, is the effect that it has to inspire us as human beings. Uh, do you remember Barry Manilow? Oh, yeah, one of my favorites. I, I, write... I still have that double blue album. Do you? Live. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Barry Manilow. Well, on that album, no doubt was I Write the Songs. Okay? I write the songs. Right. Well, this is, I'm going to read these. I write the songs that make the whole world sing. I write the songs of love and special things. I write the songs that make the young girls cry. I write the songs. I write the songs. What what was that about? It's about the the inspiration. This is, you know, he's talking about music itself. But people are inspired by music when they hear it. You know, it touches their emotions. It, It reaches something in their heart that nothing else does. And inspiration is very important in the religious world. We need to be inspired as followers of Jesus Christ. And music is one of those things that helps to inspire us. Now, isn't inspiration, though, a choice? I mean, if somebody says, I don't like today's contemporary music, I think we're following the culture too much. But yet, if you go into those churches and you see those congregants praising God and worshiping God, and whether their arms are in the air or they're just sitting there, you, you get that feeling that those people there are really enjoying this type of music at church. Yes. Well, you know, there are different kinds of music that affect people in different ways, and we'll be talking more about this, but even when people are listening to different kinds of music, they're being inspired. You talked about some people raising their hands, some people just sitting there. That's true. People are inspired in different ways, but all of it is about the importance of inspiration, of being inspired by by. You know, just r- responding to what God is trying to do in our hearts. So, so music is a, is a big part of that. I want to talk, Mac, about our 
inspirational moments in our lives today. Okay. So you think about some times, some musical experiences where you were really inspired. And let me give you an example to start out with. Okay. This was because I got one in my head. Okay, well, we'll we'll give you a time, but let me start with this example. Um, when uh, several years back, when I was uh, pastoring a church in Wisconsin. I um, was helping out with a field trip. We had a Christian school, and there was a, uh, a small number of, uh, of, of different schools that came together for a big concert to hear the University of Wisconsin marching band. They wanted to you know, expose children to uh, band music, and so our, our, our school had the opportunity to be there, be a part of this um, uh, experience of listening to band music. If you've never heard of the University of Wisconsin marching band, they have quite a history. They have been around for over 100 years. They have been one of the best-known marching bands in the country. And part of it has to do with uh, their leader, who was, who was a leader, the band director for almost 50 years. His name was Michael Lacrone, and uh, he just had a, an amazing way of getting that, uh, uh, that band to perform. Uh, when he took over at the University of Wisconsin, he said our physical training to be band members is just as important as the musical training that takes place. So he would have drills for all the, all the band members to get in shape so that they could really carry out this music while they were active and in, in going through all the, the motions that they did. You're talking as a marching band. physical shape. Yeah, physical shape, right. Well, that makes sense, you know, especially if you're in marching band. That's right. Plus, you got to have a pretty good uh, uh, set of lungs to play a lot of those instruments. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't mind. That'd be okay. Well, what he did, too, in this. I'm going to play the flute, so I, I don't need too much exercise. What he did was to. I think you do need a, a, quite a bit of uh, lung power to uh, play the flute. But what he did at this concert was, uh, you know, there was a big stage in front. You know, all the school kids are down there listening, and uh, they they go through several uh, different musical numbers. On Wisconsin, of course, is one of their big numbers that they play. But then during uh, another spot in the program, they start a they start a musical selection, and the band members all take off while they are playing their instruments. They all take off from the stage. They leave the stage, and they go down the aisles of this big hall that we're sitting in, and they even go up in the second and the third stories. It's, it's one of these concert halls, and and uh, they have to climb the stairs. And they're playing all the time, and you hear music throughout this whole cavernous uh, building. And uh, they just keep the music going, and they're going up and down the stairs. You know that carrying around an instrument like a tuba has got to be hard enough in itself going up and down stairs, but they're playing music. And it's, it's band music where they're really keeping a beat going, and it's just amazing. So we're listening to all this music. We have a great day uh, at this program. And then we take 
the kids home after that. I'm one of the drivers, you know. So we're taking the kids back again. In our school, we had a school band. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a school band is kind of like other classes sometimes that, you know, you have to try to motivate the kids to practice. You got to motivate them to to really try and, and do a good job. They came back the most motivated that we had ever seen. That's awesome. After they heard this amazing band do everything, they came back, and they were so excited about learning some new songs and trying new things. And, and uh, I mean, that's inspiration. Yeah. That's, that's what music ought to do for us. It ought to inspire us that way. Why do you think music touches us? Um, the way it does, because it obviously, it's it's part of the ears, obviously, yes. but it's also a visual because you're imagining in your mind what you're hearing, uh, the theater of the mind, if you will, and that can make us eternally sad or uh, e- eternally optimistic. Yeah, that's one of the most obvious things about what music does. It touches the emotions. Oh yeah, big time. It touches the emotions, and it has the ability to really inspire us. Yeah. So, so what is the, the ex- musical experience that really inspired you? Well, okay. Now, I, I, when you said that, I tried to think of the first thing that thought, I thought of. And I only saw this a few years ago. But it was Ann and Nancy Wilson, and their band was called Heart. And it was the Kennedy Center Honors Led Zeppelin the group of Led Zeppelin. And so they did Stairway to Heaven, Anna and Nancy Wilson did, in the style that not only they did their music in, but that Led Zeppelin did their music in. Mm-hmm. And the drummer for Anne and Nancy Wilson's uh, song here, Stairway to Heaven, was the son of the original drummer for Led Zeppelin. Wow. And I wept. Yeah, I mean, uh, how unbelievable is that to have that young man there playing when his his father is just right there? I, I didn't say deceased, did I? His no, father was no, in the no. booth. Yeah. So I don't know if you maybe you don't like that song, but if you really want to hear something cool, uh, go to YouTube and put in Ann and Nancy Wilson or Heart uh, and Stairway to Heaven. It, I, it, I've heard it before, but it inspires me. Yeah. One of the one of the other stories, and I, I gave you kind of more of a secular story at first. One of the most uh, powerful musical experiences that I had was not even dealing with Christian music. It was doing it was dealing with Jewish music. Okay. And and what happened? It, it's all part of the experience. It's not just the actual music itself. But I was I was in Israel. I have you've been there in Israel. Yep. I was visiting there at the Western Wall. Ooh. And the Western Wall is, is a place for prayer. Yeah, the Wailing Wall. The, the Wailing Wall. But not only that, it is a place where the Sabbath is celebrated. Right. And uh, on Friday night, they have large groups of Jewish men and women who come there, and they go through, they go through a lot of music and dancing as... as the sun sets and as the Sabbath begins. And I thought it would be very interesting to go down there and see what's happening. And so I'm down there and and just wandering around. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the men and women are separate. The men are all together. 
and the men are singing and dancing. And it's, it's a Jewish folk song, and they just have a, a circle, and everybody holds hands, yeah. and they, they, they uh, continue around in a circle, dancing in a circle, and singing a, a song in Jewish. Yeah, you see a lot of this uh, uh, when Hebrew. we have the Greek festival here Yes, in Omaha, which is coming up, and they'll do that type of dance. Yes, and, and uh, I was enjoying it greatly. And they finish one song, and uh, one of the men in the circle notices that I'm paying special attention to it, and he's back Oh, me. no. And he's saying, join us, join us, you know. And so I do. Now, I don't know any of the Hebrew words <laughs> that they're using, but I hum along with it. Yeah. And I'm dancing and, and humming along as they're singing this great song. And it was just such a, a special, yeah. powerful way yeah. of, uh, you know, experiencing this oneness with those in the Jewish faith and, and a oneness for those who love God, yeah. who love God and want to serve God. Yes, we have some, some very different uh, understandings of things, but I felt a real oneness that was there, and it was very inspiring to me. Now, tomorrow on the radio program, I want to tell you an experience I also had in Jerusalem that was surrounded by song. I'm Mac McCoy. My co-host is Delmar Austin, and we thank the folks from DivineTruthChristianStore.com for sponsoring this worldwide broadcast. Anything you may need, DivineTruthChristianStore.com. Great people, and Jesus is always there. Where you'll find more.